0: autumn is here gentlemen and it's time to get busy during the holidays don't let that stop you from sticking to your habits and being the best version of yourself that's where our friends at caldera lab come in these guys are a best in skincare game and with an easy routine to keep your face looking pretty no matter what your schedule plus what's a better gift than clear skin join the other one hundred thousand men Who trusts Caldera Lab to show your best self and first impressions this autumn? Plus, it's a great gift. Get 20% off with the promo code SEVEREMMA at calderalab.com. Just like many others listening here Just like all our good Patreon people did And just like myself and Graham did as well And you know what, look how, look how young we're looking <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, we can all agree on wanting. You're going to brush your teeth today Incorporate skincare steps before it guarantees not to mess up your routine Leaving your breath fresh And your face refreshed to the bottom at the one time It's absolutely perfect Calera Lab creates high-performance, mint skincare products And the regimen leads off their product up. It's a twice a day routine to transform your skin, just like twice a day routine brushing your teeth, exact same thing. Calera Lab knows the skincare world is heavily female driven and has long been the wild west from in. That's why they're making the solution simple. And that solution is the regimen. It has three products, the Clean Slate, the Base Layer, and the Good. The Clean Slate starts your day. It's a face wash that leaves all skin types refreshed. The Base Layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your uh, skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence. And in the Good is your go-to multifunctional serum at night that helps your skin look tighter and smoother, as well as helps reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. Every drop of this serum is packed with 3.4 million antioxidant units Protecting your skin. What more could you ask for? And the Calera Lab Icon Serum as well. That is absolutely fantastic. We all know where MMA fans are listening to this. We get tired, the owl eyes, the, you know, it addresses those three most common skincare uh, concerns around the eye, the fine lines, the dark circles, and the puffiness. Calera Lab is the leader in men's skincare, made only with the top tier ingredients and the clinical trials that have found 90, 94% Of Min's skin showed an overall younger looking appearance after using Caldera Lab for just a few weeks. One minute morning and night is all it takes to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines and signs of ageing. And just for our audience, we have an exclusive deal. You're not getting better than this. Use the promo code SEVEREMMA at calderalab.com for 20% off right now. Get 20% off with the code SEVEREMMA. S-E-V-E-R-E-M-M-A at caldera calderalab.com. C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B dot C-O-M. To make unforgettable first impressions with the best gift this holidays. 20% off. At can with the promo code Severe MMA. This week's episode of the podcast is brought to you by the MMA Trivia Championship. It's the world's first MMA trivia card set. 500 of the hardest questions from the world's toughest sport. Featuring questions from across the MMA world, including UFC, Pride FC, Bellator, PFL, WC, and Strike Force. Do you have what it takes to become an MMA trivia champion? Dive into 500 of the most formidable MMA questions ready to push you and your friends to the limit. Perfect for the MMA fanatic in your life this Christmas. Prove who amongst you is the real MMA trivia goat. Order online now at mmatriviachampionship.com and receive a Christmas discount. That's mmatriviachampionship.com. Hardcore or casual, it's time to throw down. If you would like to support the podcast and get some extra content while you're there, head on over to patreon.com forward slash severe MMA podcast and sign up. From the rewatch to the Q&A, we will have loads of content every week. So sign up, patreon.com forward slash Severe MMA podcast. And now, here's the podcast. Graham McDonald is an idiot.
1: Sean Sheehan of Severe MMA.com. He even has the audacity to call himself the quote-unquote pod god. This is Severe MMA, 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 The Severe MMA Podcast is finally here.
0: Welcome to The Severe MMA Podcast. Here's your host, Sean Sheehan. Welcome, welcome everybody. We are back with another edition of The Severe MMA Podcast. I usually say the number of the podcasts at the start, but I'm not this week, as this is a different sort of podcast, I'm not. I'm not sure exactly when this podcast is coming out, but it is our yearly, and you'll know because you're listening to it right now. But it's our yearly twenty ball predictions for 2024 slash a review of the twenty ball predictions for 2023. As always, it's me Sean Sheehan, joined by the uh, the man himself, Graham McDonald As uh, you know, we we go over <laughs> we go over the last year, we look ahead to next year. Honestly, Graham, here before we start. I had set no yeah seventeen of my ball predictions written, and then one happened as I was like writing the, the other three or, or four or whatever it was so I had to like rewrite another one and I kind of adjusted it. We we I'll talk about it when we get to it, but this ball prediction arc is tough, Graham. It is tough, and uh, I am looking forward to going through it. So how, how, how have you been, Graham? Are you looking forward? I to the, the,
1: yeah, I think the tough thing about it is if you if you don't go like majorly bold, people are people are just gonna say that's not bold at all. You know, that's uh, you know that's just too safe or whatever. But then if you go, you know, MMA is so unpredictable in the first place, and if you go out there, your chances of even getting a few right are are slim because you can barely predict what's gonna happen next month in MMA. Never mind over the next year.
0: Well, there's always a tendency for the replies to be "Ah, Jesus, Sean, these are not bold," followed by "Ah, Jesus, Sean, they'll never happen." <laughs> so, like, it's it's very hard to to please everyone. I feel like this year, I feel like they are a little bit maybe more realistic. I've gone like. Usually I go like outside the box a little bit. I, I've one or two outside the box, but mostly this year, it's all it's almost like fight predictions. It's like winning predictions. I've I've gone very I've gone very MMA this year, right? And I um I, I've done the opposite in the past. Uh, on,
1: on, the field, on the field, on the field action. Field, as, on the field action.
0: Indeed. I, I've actually had more success with off the field action, <laughs> to be honest. So I don't know why I'm switching it up, but uh, I, I am anyway. I may, may, maybe I am, maybe I am, and we'll, we'll see when we get into it. But uh, let's start it off with uh, a review of last year's, before we get to this year's ball predictions, which is... In my opinion, like the, the funniest and funnest 20 minutes of the year on the podcast because me and Graham will argue to the bone. And now the first one is it shouldn't be any argument, but I feel like you're going to argue in anyway. So my first ball prediction from last year, number one, Bellator goes out of business now. That is probably the best ball prediction I've ever done, I would say. And absolutely 100% correct. Now, Bellator still exists under PFL. Ooh,
1: absolutely but, 100% correct is a bit of a stretch, I think.
0: Come on, though. What you it doing? could
1: be argued otherwise, though. I think that that's pushing it a bit there with the, with the Wait, okay. 100% absolutely correct.
0: Okay, but what way? I, I like. I feel like by your tone of advice there that you agree with me that that is correct. Am I right?
1: like uh, you know in one way i feel it'll be harsh to not give you a a point for it but and the other at the other side of it like uh, i can see the arguments for well you know bellator's still going it's just in a different owner ownership but what i do think goes in your favor a lot is they've like slightly changed the name yes (laughs) well they've added they've added like extra to the end of the name have indeed goes out of business yeah
0: like the business entity that is Bellator MMA it no longer exists it's now under the PFL banner and they're running like a, a Bellator fight night series like it, it'd be like if, uh, if uh, UFC started to run like, oh, we're going to do five shows in Japan next year and they're going to be called UFC Pride. Like, the Pride oh, yeah. is still out of business. Like, Pride has gone out of business. It doesn't matter if the UFC do cards called Pride. Pride is still out of business. And that's exactly what we have here.
1: So are you, are you, are you on the side of uh, Rangers football club didn't exist? Oh, 100%. Years ago?
0: Oh, I, I'm, I'm on the record as saying that. So Stephen
1: Gerard managed to, managing to beat uh Celtic with a an infant infant club to the title. Massive, some, some achievement.
0: Congrats, <laughs> to Stephen! What a what an achievement he did there with the Flinch <laughs> club. Should be
1: getting a, a Sir Stephen for that for Sir, that achievement?
0: Sir Stephen, Sir uh, Gerrard. But uh,
1: yeah, if, if they gave him that, I, I guarantee Sean would never call him Sir Stephen.
0: Uh, I actually anyway. would.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, uh, it's it, You, you could have phrased it better, but i think i i think you know just people easy to say now like you know after kind of four or five months of speculation about bellator going into business but a year ago when these were written it wasn't really you know the same maybe there was a like a murmur here or there like there always is with mma promotions but nothing solid at all and barely anything so i think it was a very bold prediction and Looking through them I think you might need This point uh, Okay so, so I get that point So I'll, I'll give you the point I'll okay. give you the point Okay but, right. but if there's another Close one I'm going to have to I'm going to have to Remember that <laughs> I've already I've already given you a, Fair a point enough. there
0: <laughs> But like this is This is uh, Well See the problem With arguing with you is you even if it's like if you if I one of my predictions is Tom Asman will become interim champion in the UFC, you'd argue some way that like that's not correct. Or something like, oh John, John well if you correct. if you
1: worded it in some weird way, I'd. I'd uh punish you for that, yeah, but <laughs> I think I actually did <laughs> warn you in the last podcast no. to make sure you phrased them as well. you did the
0: the o- <laughs> you did the opposite well you you told me to phrase them in like a very inconspicuous way so that I can argue for them. So this is actually you're arguing against yourself from last year is what you're doing here so yeah, I'm taking uh, that okay, was unofficial
1: advice uh, not in my capacity as a, a unbiased judge obviously.
0: Yes. Indeed. Right. Okay, we got we got a point for number 1. We we'll, we we'll go with that. Um I don't know if you know this, Graham, but I also have a point for number 2 because number 2 is UFC signs a deal with Barstool Sports. Um and they did because the official vodka of the UFC is New Amsterdam vodka, which is owned by Barstool Sports. It is a Barstool Sports thing. So uh, I'm definitely arguing mm-hmm. for that.
1: So, so sorry, you, you've looked into this. Who, who, what's the name of the parent company of the of the New Amsterdam?
0: Barstool Sports. <laughs> it should <doesn't>
1: sound like <laughs> please, it would be. Not.
0: This is a comedy podcast, before anyone starts. If anything is said that's incorrect here, this, this,
1: this doesn't pass the sniff <laughs> test? not think. Look
0: it up. The New Amsterdam vodka. It's on the bottle. It says like uh, I'm I'm here to sports. judge the
1: evidence. I'm not here to be a, a <laughs> PI, you
0: know. No, I i I look I may, do you know what? We we might need um some Googling as we do this. So New Amsterdam vodka, right? There it is. You, you go to New Amsterdam vodka, Barstool Sports, like on the front of it. Look, it's NHL, it has UFC and all of that. This is It's exactly that. Like, this is pretty straightforward. I don't think there's much arguing with that. Like, you know, it's it's owned by, I know that the lads who own it, they're uh, the the Spitting Chicklets podcast, I believe they're called, on on Barstool Sports. And uh, they're a big part of Barstool Sports. It says, it's
1: trademark of E&J Gallo Winery. Yeah. It's New Amsterdam Vodka. doesn't say it's owned by Barstool, Barstool Sports.
0: Uh it's uh, to no, to be fair it is like so uh, well, well, it's, it's
1: ENJ yeah. Gallo
0: Winery. It's a Barstool Sports entity mm, Barstool and family owned company though. <laughs> <And> no. No. <laughs> this, oh, this definitely no. counts Founded in
1: 1933 like are you No, will
0: they bought it out if it's like that's <laughs> their thing. It actually is there. Is thing. Some
1: evidence of Barstool buying uh, this uh, winery?
0: Okay, I'll look it up. <laughs> I actually, you know what? I thought this was more true than it seems. Actually, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're trying to pull one over on me. I'll have to, uh, I'll, have to I'll, I'll have to remember that. Uh, okay. you can't be trusted. Going is
0: for is um, New Amsterdam made by Barstool? It's, it's the
1: largest family-owned winery in the United States.
0: Oh, here Come we on. go. New Amsterdam Vodka has released a speciality flavour based uh, 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 on the drink in partnership with Barstool Sports. Yes, that's partnership
1: it. and being owned by is is completely different.
0: Uh, New Amsterdam Barstool Deliver. Deliver Hold on, hold on Caldera
1: Lab I don't own Caldera Lab
0: New Amsterdam Barstool Deliver oh, Here, let me just read this Deliver Differentiated Commercial ex- uh, uh, Opportunity On Front Office Sports It says that Barstool Sports spin Chickland po- uh, Podcast Ryan Whitney mentioned His favourite drink And then they talk about it being a presenting sponsor, but also that they own a part of it. This Pink Whitney, Pink Whitney, that's it. Where does it say they own a part of it? Pink Whitney, hold on a second. Pink Whitney, (laughs) Google Pink Whitney, look it up. Google Pink Whitney and look it up, Graham. And see what it says on it. It says Barstool Sports on the uh, thing. It says spitting chicklets. It's that guy, Ryan Whitney, who's a former uh, NHL player. He's the guy. And then Pink Whitney is on the UFC. So I'm look look up Pink Whitney. Whitney here. I have the. I actually have it here. UFC. And there you go. All over the place. Pink Whitney. UFC. New Amsterdam. Like. Uh, it's pretty straightforward, Graham. It's pretty straightforward. I. I definitely. Uh, no, think what I, I'm, I, seeing
1: I'm seeing is here. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's some kind of like collaboration. It's. Uh, yeah. No. No. I, I think. I,
0: deserve- I don't think there's anything
1: in this from what I've seen. I need to see some some much more. Uh, so much more good evidence than some some right. uh, bias paraphrasing uh, on the fly. If even paraphrasing, At maybe o- make, uh, making stuff up on the fly.
0: <laughs> At the other side of it, then, like, what about Paddy Pimblet, Molly McCann, both signed deals with Barstool Sports, and they're yeah. in the UFC.
1: It would have been nice if you had said one of them signed the deal with with Barzil <laughs> <Force support.
0: laughs> they're in the UFC, Like, what are you talking about? Robbie Fox has done like Dana White interviews the whole time and all. Dana White was tagging um well, was tagging Dave Portnoy and all these things there. I I think this
1: is nah. You, you completely lost me now. That's a that's a that's the zero <sighs> point there.
0: I I I'm gonna put down an asterisk on that one We'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. Uh all right, we'll we'll move on. We're 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 one and a half at the moment. Uh next one. John Jones loses a fight. Uh did he lose a fight, Grandma Google? It? I'm not, not quite sure. Um, <laughs> you know he, He's he's lost he lost the fight for fitness to make the CBM Yotrich fight, so okay, yeah, John Jones didn't lose a fight, so okay, we'll move on. Number four, Kayla Harrison loses another fight. Uh, she didn't. In fact, um, number five, MVP signs at one championship now. There's still or, um, there's
1: still w- can I disclose when we're recording this? We can. This we're
0: we disc- we're recording a bit early.
1: There's, there's still a couple of couple of weeks. You never know. They just signed with one. Just signed with with Sky and MVP's been you know touted for the UFC, touted for PFL. He's gonna, you know, he seems to be looking around, seeing what the best option is. So at the moment obviously it hasn't happened but you never know you never yeah. know
0: by the time this comes out it might happen like MVP has been at Bellator events he's been at UFC events he's been at fucking PFL events that we were at I, I, I
1: heard he's going to the next Kate legacy and
0: everything yeah fucking <laughs> 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 uh, Dickley can end the boys will have him sign, so no problem so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see on that one. I, I'll also give a bit of a spoiler alert here. I also have MVP signing with someone on next year's prediction, so we'll, we'll see on that one. But I feel like that prediction is a pretty good prediction considering MVP and Bellator were together at this time last year. Like, there was no talk of MVP being, like, at the end of his contract or leaving Bellator or anything like that. In fact, I think some people would have said the opposite, that maybe, you know, it's the end of the line for MVP in terms of maybe it's too late to go to the UFC and all so you know, we'll, we'll see on that one. We will see on that one. Um, number six, Hamzat Shumayev wins the Welterweight and Middle West title. That's, no, that did not happen. What's the crack with Hamzat, Graham? You know, as we get towards the end of the year here and we kind of look back on it, it's been a disappointing enough year. He came back and who did he fight there? He, he beat uh, Usman in a good fight. But, like, it, it felt like Hamzat was almost on the... the precipice of greatness there for a while that it was almost, like, guaranteed that it was going to happen for him. And then he was just away for a year, and then he came back and like, oh, is he going to fight for title? No. And then there's, like, this de facto middleweight champion there at the moment who, you know, a lot of people think he could beat, and he's not even fighting him next, and it's just been a weird time for Shemayev, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, like, I think sometimes, you know, maybe we we don't talk about it enough or ever, but sometimes, you know, the the right kind of period of your career, you need to kind of, you know, get those big fights or, you know, maybe the, that very small peak or prime or like level of fitness and ability and experience all mixed together. You know, if you, if you didn't get that title shot at the time, if you got another match, you'd be wasting that ability like, uh, against, you know, uh, you know, lower ranked guys or non-ranked guys and for Shimaev, you know, the obviously the wake-up was a big thing as well but I think the time off there's loads of speculation about why or whatever but the time off definitely stunted his his kind of charge and everybody had kind of assumed that he was gonna do this and do that and he's still like a very good fighter and all that stuff and he's still winning and you know it's a great win against Usman but the the kind of unstoppable hype train, or the unstoppable uh kind of whirlwind that people thought had started and that was going to kind of take over. Obviously, your ball prediction there had him to win, win two belts. Just hasn't happened for whatever reason, and I think maybe you know he might have missed that kind of short yeah. peak uh, period. You know, because he like he had a good win against um Usman. Like you can't take any wave now. that the guy was a champion recently, but. He didn't quite look uh, as tenacious and as kind of um, unstoppable as maybe, you know, you would have thought uh, he was going to be obviously inactivity and, you know, he, he had COVID and, loads and that of was stuff really going.
0: bad as well like you know we forget about COVID we don't want to have that uh, discussion but he had whatever was wrong with him it was really sick and he was talking about um, retiring and everything like that I'm sure yeah. that's hard to come back from yeah. lung issues like Jesus
1: yeah and you know voters can get like injuries and not injuries in their shoulder or their knees or their whatever their elbows and any, all over their ankle and then they're never the same again and you know hopefully you know we, we get to see she have fighting regularly again and see if he can f- fulfill his potential but you know, I think it kind of shows so your prediction there. That you had him, you were thinking he has the possibility anyway. Obviously, it's a bold prediction of winning two belts. You know, he's definitely not making it down to welterweight. But look at things now and winning the title at middleweight. Yeah, maybe he could do, do that. But at this stage, it's not a it's not nailed on that he's going to be a UC champion like like it kind of seemed before.
0: Indeed, 100%. Uh, right. So that didn't happen. Obviously, number seven, Henry Cejudo does not win a fight which uh, was correct. He did not win a fight, so there is a, another point uh, for me there. Um, no. Maybe not the boldest of predictions, although at this time last year, if memory serves me correctly, like people were talking about him coming back maybe fighting someone before he fought Aljo and didn't fight Aljo but he just fought Aljo and May that was the only fight he had this year uh, and he obviously lost that it was a split decision as well so maybe I'm uh, a little bit lucky on that one so we have that on one uh, the next one number 8 3 Irish fighters leave Cage Warriors Dublin with titles now hmm. we had Reese um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. we, we had uh, I think he had
1: his title with him. I, didn't, I saw him there but I didn't see his title
0: what do you mean? Greece McKee fought at Cage Warriors Dublin And won against Jimmy Wallhead That's correct There was two Cage Warriors Dublin Let's not forget Oh,
1: sorry, sorry I'm forgetting now Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: Caelan yeah. Ockren was the champion Coming out of Cage Warriors Dublin And do you know who else Leave Paul- Cage
1: Warriors Dublin With a buddy, with titles But you, that's the way you wrote it Kind of seems like it's a Oh,
0: that they might fight there Oh, that, think, no, that's, that's, like that's like an awful assumption alert. For you to make there
1: yeah, well, I'm the judge here, so I'm I'm willing, I'm willing to make oh, some. But, oh, okay, so which, <laughs>
0: the, the, we, we okay, we'll talk about the first Cage Warriors Dublin at the end of that night. Did Ireland have three Cage Warriors champions? Did
1: Did they leave Cage Warriors Dublin with the titles? Yeah, as it says,
0: Paul Hughes, Caelan lockran and Reese McKee. They're all Cage Warriors champions. Leaving. Paul
1: Hughes didn't leave Cage Warriors with titles,
0: did he? He's, he's, he's still the Federal Champion, isn't he? Or maybe he's not the Federal Champion anymore. He gave it up, but only like a month ago or something. And he's the interim lightweight champion now after another Cage Warriors opening. Also, I think that other Cage Warriors opening should probably count as well. <laughs> Some, um, you know, maybe I'm wrong because it's four instead of three, but no, I, th- I think I'm right. I, I, like, I, I don't think there's an argument against that, to be honest. I think I'm definitely correct with that. Although, Sorry,
1: let me, talk there for a minute. Let me pull up and have a have a quick researcher.
0: Kellen Akron didn't actually win his title until after Cage Warriors Dublin, did he? I think it was like a month after, wasn't it? So maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think I am wrong on that. To be fair, yeah, yeah, you are wrong. Although, yeah. although, if you say okay, Reese left, Paul left, and then the other Cage Warriors Dublin, Paul left with the lightweight title. Therefore, I am right. So three fighters did leave Cage Warriors Dublin with titles.
1: Kate Warriors Dublin's—they left for titles, but not Dublin.
0: D- Dublin is like, <laughs> you know, that is already a plural. You know, it's like Lexus or something. You
1: know. So you're telling me, uh, under oath here, that you meant, you meant. It doesn't matter free. what I mean. <laughs> no, it's, I'm just asking you a question uh, under oath here. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is in writing on severemed.com. You can go and look at it yourself. This doesn't. This is not about interpretation. This is this is about fact. And there was two cage warriors, Dublin, three Irish fighters. Two cage
1: warriors, Dublin's.
0: There was Dublin, Dublin, two cage warriors, (laughs) Dublin. Is the correct parlance for for saying that? And we had a lightweight, a featherweight, and a welterweight champion leave those two cards with belts, and all of them from Ireland. Come on, Graham. Caelan Loughran He doesn't count. No, I'm not counting Caelan. So who counts? Who counts? Reese, Reese, and Paul. Paul Hughes twice. No, no. But Paul Hughes. He was lightweight. Paul Hughes and featherweight. Paul Hughes. They're completely no,
1: different. Three human Irish, fighters, Irish fighters. He isn't two Irish fighters.
0: They're completely different human beings, Graham. What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Paul Hughes are different ways is different human beings. Pa- how
0: many? How many UFC champions has Ireland had? One. What's, what what we the lightweight champion and a featherweight champion? What are you talking about? How
1: many UFC championships yeah. have we won? Is is more, but well, how many like champions that we had is one champion?
0: You no, know, we've had okay, we've had three, like because we the interim champion, a featherweight, we the featherweight champion, and then we the lightweight well, we champion.
1: Had three championship UFC championships, but not three UFC champions
0: yeah but he's a fighter isn't he, and he, and he, and
1: he <laughs> 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 no you've lost <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually think
0: that's true though like
1: come on if, uh, be, be. if if Kaelin Loughran had done it you might have had a much you, you would have had a much better argument but trying to call count uh, Paul Hughes at different weights as two different people is just not going to fly really
0: had Kaelin Loughran fought in the UFC by the time KJR's Dublin happened maybe, maybe he didn't mm-hmm. did he I, I don't know.
1: My memory is so terrible.
0: <laughs> like if, if you were to argue this on your side, do you think you could make an argument to make it right? Uh,
1: mm, three Irish fighters, and Irish titles. um No, I think mm. I think having the three Irish fighters and the Cade Warriors Dublin singular is just is it's a it's a bridge too far.
0: Can between this and the Barsool one, can I have one point between the two of them?
1: Oh, the Barcelona was absolute bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but it
0: wasn't. It was 100% correct. It was 100% exactly, absolute no. bullshit. It was we'll, no, we'll, no, no points. No we'll points. go a question mark for that one, because I actually think that one, we'll, we'll come back to that. Maybe there's another half one. Okay. Um, Number nine, two Irish fighters win PFL European series. Uh, That didn't happen.
1: Oof, no. Very close. Very close. close. But no cigar. Very
0: close. What if Skateezy had won? You'd be arguing three. You know, if all three of them had won. You'd be like, oh no, three people won.
1: Yeah, uh, like, yeah, I suppose if Siddhizi had a, had a one, she's been here training for a few years, you know, the Irish, are, the Irish MMA scene are known to uh, adopt people pretty uh, pretty sharpish when they're when they're successful, especially, but even if they're not. So, yeah, you that could have been an argument, but... Right. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately, have, I didn't, she didn't, it, yeah. I didn't. If, if for example, say she had a one or France had a one and then the John Mitchell thing had a happened, you might have had an argument because it should have... The ref touched him and he would have been screwed, yes. but no.
0: Okay, uh, number 10 is correct because number 10 is Dana White leaves <laughs> the UFC and that is undeniably no. correct,
1: Graham. Well, he left.
0: Dana White no longer UFC president. He left the UFC and now he's working for TKO. because <laughs> no, TKO CEO owns the
1: UFC, so the UFC <laughs> brand is still there.
0: This is the Bellator. I I already won a point for Bellator earlier on. This is the same thing. The UFC no longer exists. It's it does part exist. Of the, the
1: UFC exists. The UFC was sold under like the, the the parent company changed, but the UFC is Dana White. Still
0: okay, exists. okay, fair enough. It does still exist. Granted, I I re- I retract that argument. Here's the second argument. Is Dana White still the UFC president?
1: Officially. Probably but. he's not. He's
0: not what well, he's not the UFC. That's incorrect, Graham.
1: No, he's and, not the TKO president. He's not. He's no, not, he's, like, not, he's in, not.
0: He's the CEO of the UFC. Is what his official title? No, not CEO. Yeah, CEO of the UFC. So he has left his role as UFC president, So he left the UFC? No,
1: no. If you change jobs, you didn't like. If I get a different job in the same company, I didn't
0: leave the company. Oh, uh, I don't know about that now, Graham. That's that's like <laughs> come on then I clearly left the UFC he left,
1: uh, he don't think he he left. Even, even if he even if um, if that you, your original argument was true he would have been he didn't choose that he was like you know that was well
0: yeah that's fair enough he
1: didn't leave like you know what I mean okay, the difference between it? being fired and being yeah. uh, and leave. Well, I
0: will leave. Uh, no, I disagree with that. Now, like leaves could be he was forced to leave, or leave could be he decided to leave himself. I think that's that mm. kind of word there. I'll have that this year as well. I I think that that leaves needs to be an ambiguous word. I think for for this. Okay, matter,
1: but, okay. Well, I still think you um, lose that. Yeah
0: Okay, well, <laughs> you know, may, maybe it's a Joe Rogan leaves UFC commentary. Yeah, that didn't happen, number 11. Number 12... we has been talking
1: about it for about 10 years, but like... He it, has, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't... It never happens at the end. Never.
0: No top 15 fighter in any division fails a USADA test. Um,
1: Jesus. Uh, I, I, I can't even remember. Um, I,
0: I think that's true. I, I was trying 15. to look it up. Um, and I couldn't... You know, Ooh. UFC USADA test history failures can we say failures like i couldn't actually find um i couldn't find someone i I couldn't like there's okay there's a list of mma drug failures here on some website let's let's look at this um going all the way up till what oh jesus this is a long list let's uh let's have a quick look at this oh fair play to whoever has done this list maybe it's not long enough actually uh no it's not long enough it's only gone 2017 i think that's right graham I think that's right. So the, the the one person that comes up here, ex-UFC title challenger, failed for this. Who is that? Ovan Semperu. Was he top 15? I don't know if he was. I don't think he was. He was 40 years of age. Uh, it was only a three-month as well. Yeah, I like... Courtney Casey.
1: She failed. Um, um, what, what was she ranked back then?
0: Oh, what about Bueno Silva?
1: Yeah. Oh, she yeah, did. yeah.
0: Although she didn't. Did she... She wasn't clear necessarily, but she was only given one of those six months. That wasn't a proper drug test failure, I think. Like,
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I would have given it to you without the because, you know, they just don't announce most of them anymore unless yeah. they kind of come to an agreement, which they seem. But her one was like
0: adhd medication wasn't it and she just didn't it was a always
1: a, like you know i was eating mexican fucking <laughs> beef and <laughs> but i actually uh, think that like, was steroids coming out of my ears like i don't know what happened i
0: i think that genuinely was though like
1: yeah maybe maybe it was but if she accepted the ban and you know she she accepted that she failed
0: <sighs> okay I, i'm giving up too easily i no, i actually know i'm not giving up on that one i want a point for that one comp- with the other ones like there's a lot of half well you got so. it wrong
1: like, you I you don't got, know like, did I get wrong. it wrong did, has
0: it okay I did get it wrong okay fair enough <laughs> 13 Conor McGregor says he retires from MMA that surely happened did it that
1: I sh- think it's like the only year that did <laughs> he, he, he said a put lot of cool shit on usually there's a couple of retirements every year like and especially when they're uh, refusing to let him fight, you know usually there'd be like a, a Twitter retirement or an ex retirement but somehow uh, somehow he's been he's been busy with other things
0: Yes, he he's he's been the fucking uh, Conor McGregor's the Irish president but no um I don't know. I feel like maybe we'll have enough time for someone to tell us he actually did retire somewhere. There's probably a deleted vice note or something of him saying he's retired, but no, I actually, I don't think he did. So we leave that one behind. 14, Eddie Alvarez fights Michael Chandler. No, Michael Chandler's fought. No, because Connors has kept him. Uh, Aaron Lallon wins the UFC title. No, but the matchmaking fucked him over. But we well, he, sure he,
1: he got the interim shot, did he not?
0: Um... No
1: Against Max Holloway interim, No it oh, wasn't it was did, for They did
0: Josh Emmett Versus Jair Rodriguez For the interim oh, Remember? Yeah, yeah And he got yeah, screwed yeah. over I am mean, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Well I like, kind of do it
1: Because you don't want Max there I don't know Yeah Yeah, yeah.
0: Bo Nickel loses a fight Didn't happen Frank Yeager returns Didn't happen Cole Conrad Is an MMA fight Didn't happen Real <laughs> real shame That one didn't happen
1: ever, Yeah right? it
0: is That's a pity um, A fighter is stripped Of the UFC title for missing weight did, did someone miss where My Charles Oliveira?
1: Head. When was that? Oh, uh, Charles Oliveira, yeah. When was that?
0: Yes, that was the Macashia fight, wasn't it? Oh, Ooh. let's look that up. Charles O l i v e i r a Charles Oliveira. Let's. <laughs> I'm sure. The, I'm sure this is compelling. Oh,
1: it was last last October. Ah, uh,
0: it wasn't, was it? It was. Ah, uh, fuck. Anyone else? Anyone else in the UFC rankings? Let me just look at the uh, UFC. I probably wasn't now. So the 125 Moreno didn't at any stage. Sterling didn't. Volkanovski didn't. Islam didn't. Uh, Leon didn't. Who did Leon win it from? Camaro. No, he didn't. Uh, Strickland, Izzy. No. Pereira, no. Uh, The heavyweights, obviously not. What about Grasso? Shevchenko? No. Zhang, 135, no. So... Oh, no, what, what about one oh, the, But Peña...
1: Charles Oliveira was actually the Dustin Gaethje fight that he, that he made oh, the mischief for.
0: A oh, yeah, okay. Pena didn't miss weight, did she? No, I don't think she did. Okay, that didn't happen. And then a non-UFC fighter wins a UFC title. Um, that has not happened. Although, no, it hasn't
1: <laughs> Although, happened. if I make <laughs> something <laughs> up, I might.
0: John Jones was gone for a while. But, uh, yeah, no, that didn't happen, so... Pretty, that's pretty funny. poor, pretty poor. That's all. Twenty gram. I got officially. You know,
1: Bellator, and that's it. Is it?
0: Yeah, but two. there's two. But I would argue three, based on a few more being very close.
1: The, MB- so. the MVP one, you never know. It's never a getting know, tight yeah. now, but maybe
0: four. So yeah, I agree. It with does
1: you. look like UFC or PFL. Yeah. one would be a would be a bit of a shock, but yeah. Yeah Yeah Two I think that's That's I can't remember exactly But I think you used to get like kind of Three, four, five I think that's a yeah. That's a low year for yeah, you
0: well, Not a great year Not a great year Alright Let's move ahead to next year I'm going to click the transition button Listen to this Did that work? Why could I not hear it? Oh yeah I heard it Did you hear it? Oh yeah there you go Yeah see when I pr- I have the button of my thing And if I don't press the button I can't hear it But here we go again Love that I'll, I'll give you one of these as well Graham. I know you love a bit of a Right. You've, you haven't seen these. So these are my 20 ball predictions for 2024. You're going to enjoy the first song, Graham. Lee defeats UFC. Boom. What did you think of that?
1: Zufa. You'd have to change it. To, Zufa, okay, yeah. Well, well this yeah. is an
0: ongoing process, so these can
1: change. as we So want. it would have to be a settlement wouldn't be defeating. What would be? Oh, a, I think it agreement. would. Agreement.
0: Uh, no, I know. I think I think a settlement is part of that. Uh, I, I add
1: that in because I'll be I'll be on your yeah, on your notes about that, I, that next year.
0: I, <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> I I feel like Lee, if they get money out of Zufa, if the fighters get paid, that is defeat. Like it's not a, a settlement is not a win for Zufa. like a settlement. Well, it depends
1: what the settlement is. If the settlement is you know peanuts for the fighters, which I don't think Lee's side would accept. But you know, maybe they you know if things weren't going well in court, they might accept something, but the way it's going so far, obviously, I think they would have to be a sizable number for, for Zufa to offer for... So, for
0: when you said Zufa, league, right? League, yeah, though. Does, does that mean Lorenzo Ferdinand and them out the bed? It doesn't, is it? It's I, I think the
1: liability was bought by TKO, uh, okay. but it's, yeah, I'd say so. I think you kind of, they'd have to disclose that, uh, that that's ongoing during... So, know, have,
0: it'd be Ari Emanuel
1: and all them. Yeah, I think, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah. but okay. obviously... Uh, there could be some kind of behind-the-scenes contract or something. I don't know if that's even legal or if that's possible. I think generally it will be you take the liability when you buy a company.
0: I I went big, I think, for the first one in terms of... I, I, I'm i not sure how bold it is because I do think this will happen now based on listening to podcasts podcast with yourself and John Nash. Um... But I think it'll be massive for MMA, like the Bellator thing from last year. The first one that was massive for MMA, and I think this is another one that would be absolutely huge. So try that in there, number one.
1: So you're gonna add like or or receive large settlement or something, or are you
0: gonna? Uh, um, will we remember? I feel like I, uh, you know, I'm gonna leave a lead you you, uh, Azufa. I'm gonna leave it like that. I, I think uh, yeah, uh it's yeah. short and sweet, short and sweet. Okay, number two. PFL discontinues the Bellator brand. Um, I've, I I just have a feeling, like, it might be the end of next year.
1: Like it might- Yeah, I was just thinking, I was just thinking that it might be like a last show in December or something, <laughs> this kind of thing. Um, yeah, that one, that one, like, I'm probably leaning towards will probably happen.
0: Uh, my only thing is it mightn't happen this year it might uh, there you know there's talks of it happening for two years but like it makes very little sense if if you are PFL right what what PFL are is like this business entity you know that is (laughs) that is an MMA brand basically and when I say the word brand I mean like PFL the brand is a very strong thing for them whether it is a strong brand or not I suppose time will tell or will become one but I feel like Why would they kind of split that brand and continue the Bellator brand? Like, why not just call it, like, the PFL? You're
1: you're saying now that the Bellator brand is continuing, so we might have to go back and dock a point from from (laughs) last year. No, no, no.
0: (laughs) I, I literally said, what if the UFC brought the Pride brand back? Then Pride would literally wouldn't still exist. It'd still be out of business, so no. I am okay. steadfast in my correctness on that one. I can't take fucking one off me now. The
1: gavel's already fallen, in fairness, though. <laughs> so, so.
0: The gavel's already fallen. I love that. So, yeah, PFL discontinues better. Like, I, I I, just feel it makes little sense for him. As much as i like Bellator to continue, and I think it'd be cool, I just... I feel if like there'd the be contracts
1: a were, like, you know, peanuts, they'd probably keep it going, you know, but the contracts... A lot of the contracts in Bellator are probably you know bigger than some of the normal contracts in in PFL. So there's no there's no real incentive when they're you know PFL are wanting to grow the, the three letters PFL and having Bellator shows doesn't really you know yeah. the the hardcore fans know whatever PFL owns it owns this, but most people are just tuning in to see Bellator and they don't know it's not helping the PFL brand. So you know if they are putting on Bellator shows, they probably won't be. You know, headed up by by top class fights anyway, and if they're not, they're probably not going to be getting you know much attention and much viewing. And then in a year's time, will they still want to? Yeah, it's probably one that yeah, probably will happen. And if it doesn't happen, it'll probably happen a few months after the the year the year's out.
0: Yeah, um, I think as well, like PFL, if they want to continue the the season tournament format, I think they're going to have to expand it, and to do that, they're going to have to expand it. Two new weight classes and then the likes of Johnny Eblen and all them lads can kind of Just be moved over from Bellator and I think that Will you know that will kind of signal The end of it too but uh, we shall see in that one Number three so number three and number Four are linked uh, But may also not be linked So number three is Michael Vinom Page signs For the UFC Um, I know he was at PFL last week Uh, Yeah
1: I think uh, I think that one's not Old, I'd say that's pretty, you know, that's 70, 80 percent going to happen.
0: I I thought you would say the same, right? I thought, and I I would tend to agree. So I've gone for number four, also MVP. I've said MVP headlines and Irish card. So my I have a couple Eddie, of bits Eddie of th- promotion. Uh, yeah, that that's that's you've already outed my <laughs> kind of uh, my thinking there. So a couple of ways of thinking. If he gets to the UFC. There's talks of him fighting Kevin Holland. If he beats Kevin Holland, you could you see MVP versus Ian Gary as a headliner for UFC Dublin? They know I was talking about it literally today as we record that, you know, the talks of UFC Dublin. I could see that. Now, this might be out as well after Lee, Ian Gary, Luke F. fight and maybe, you know, win or lose or whatever might happen. And that night, uh, we, we don't know yet. But, and also... You mentioned one championship signing with Sky Sports. They're going to be wanting to come in, coming to the Ireland, uh, to Ireland in the UK. I suppose if he was to sign with them, if he was to sign with PFL, they're going to be coming back to Ireland. He could absolutely headline a PFL card here. We saw, you know, Cedric Dumba the last time. That would be a, a good headliner for Ireland. I, I just feel like there's lots of potential Irish headlining spots for MVP. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it is a bold prediction because I think, you know, they're much more likely to use them in like a London or a Manchester or like a, a UK show. Uh if he was to sign for the UFC, which I think he probably will. So yeah, I think it is a bold prediction. You know, uh obviously he'd have to he'd have to sign, he'd have to if that Dana's board is true, he'd have to beat You'd have to fight Kevin Holland and Ian Gary would have to line up. You know, there's a lot of moving parts that would have to come together there. So, yeah, that is a bold prediction. But I think the one before about him signing with the UFC is what I think will happen. Maybe that's because I I really want it to happen as well. So maybe there's a bit of uh, a bit of hope going into to uh, what I think will happen. But yeah, and I- with MMA, you just never know. Like obviously MVP, if they if he gets offered way more money somewhere he's probably lucky to do that like so
0: i think as well the um the reaction of the crowd crowd yeah yeah it was like oh, oh, oh really <laughs> yeah, <it was> like, <laughs> no 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 we don't want this we don't really want that we want him in the ufc type of thing yeah that might help us also yeah th- those are uh that's three and four Number five, I, I, a, lot of my, a lot of my bold predictions for next year are PFL related, but kind of like PFL are a massive story next year. But here's number five, and I kind of hope this happens. Brian Stan signs on as a PFL executive. It, it feels to me like, you know, PFL want to be taken seriously in the business world and the MMA world. You have a guy who is massively taken uh, seriously in MMA world and Brian Stan and who has delved into the business world and by all accounts has done really, really, really well. They'd have to pay him a, a large amount of money, I, I assume, or maybe even allow him to, to continue to work. I think he's working with like this veterans charity type of, type of thing. Um, uh, but uh, it just seems like the perfect move for me. It might be possible, but... Brian Sand himself, but I think PFL should probably make a shot at this if they're being smart.
1: So that's is he is he not already like somehow connected to PFL? Did he not? Is that is there something?
0: Uh, maybe. Maybe we could look that up. But I, I I look it up here. But do you think
1: Brian, Brian Stan, like Brian Sand in the PFL?
0: Out. It'd be smart, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, for some reason, it like triggers a memory of of him something happening. Hold on. Um.
0: Uh, look at that! Up here or
1: Brian Stan's main responsibility in the role will be influencing PFL on tournament management oh, yeah. treatment P- team P- the
0: PFL competition rules committee so yeah you're you're right
1: so um, yeah he's already he's already kind of you know uh, in or in or around there Um, they do have like you know kind of loads of people well, not loads of people or staff that are kind of offered a job and could come over so that could you know, depending on how many people take up that offer, that could lead to maybe positions them not wanting to hire other people. But the fact that Brian Sands kind of already in there,
0: I, I, yeah. I'm looking. This was 2018 as well. We're five years on. Oh, I'm not it? sure if he's still doing that or not. But yeah, yeah.
1: oh maybe yeah. Um, he's on the radar. Yeah, um, I still think yeah, it's definitely a bold prediction. Uh, you know, it would be. If,
0: Mm. it be a good move for him like I think it'd be a good move because like any of the MMA decisions they make he will be a smart voice in that and I feel like that's the one thing they're lacking like they have they've had Ray Sefo in there but like it always felt like Ray Sefo was more of like um you know a, a a ceremonial president Or like a president For like The You know Or a, a hate nice. yeah. yeah And you know the, the guy to kind of stand there And put his hand between them At the weigh Type of thing And like that's no disrespect To race effort Like it literally Could have been anyone And I think he probably Had more Of a role In World Series of Fighting And stuff When it started And it just kind of Said look oh, Keep yeah, him on Type of thing So But anyway That's number five Number six Here you go Graham I'm going to leave this one to you Paul Hughes Signs with PFL
1: I actually thought you were going to say that the last one. <laughs> um, <sighs> um, like it'd be it'd be great for for you know us seeing Paul Hughes uh, live and things in PFL if PFL are going to continue coming to Dublin or you know things like that and it'd be be exciting to see him in tournaments and have the chance at a million is obviously absolutely nothing to be sniffed at. Like if you could get into one of them tournaments, but uh, I just at the moment how it stands is so much, you know. Uh, so much influx with with PFL and so many, as we talked about in kind of the last couple of podcasts, so many, you know, decisions that have to be made correctly for this to just to go well. Like it's a, it would be, it's a risk, you know, it's a risk. And if you if you really want to be a, a massive star, like has anybody really done it outside the UFC since Pride went
0: away? Mm, no, definitely not Bellator. Yeah, not. Like their best, but like, there's been no close second. I know. I'd argue pride aren't even a close second, like. But you well, know, yeah, like, they,
1: you know, they had some like people like you know Wanderlei and Rampage and you know Crow Cop and stuff who were. I yeah, think you know they definitely had some some guys who were were big names, but um, I, I
0: think the thing though as well, like, I feel like the UFC have almost downgraded themselves because like the the product they have now is not. The A1 fucking Ferrari product. What are you trying to say out?
1: about the the Asian card and the Apex? You yeah.
0: say it wasn't good. <laughs> I, I literally <laughs> so uh one of my uh one of my judging buddies sent me around from it the other day, uh like on fucking we transfer and that's that and the fucking Anthony Smith knockout are the only parts of that card I've seen and I will never watch any of it. Hopefully. Like, people yeah. don't care about the shit anymore. Like, I did a whole QA and barely anyone even asked a question about it. Like, and it was all other stuff. Like, no one gives a yeah. shit anymore.
1: It, it depends what, what, what Paul, like, you know, obviously he's made it clear in the past that he wants a UFC, but he can't wait forever. You know, he, he waited, he, you know, heard it, or oh, maybe late replacement, and he waited and he waited and it didn't work out and he went out and won and. It kind of seemed like, you know, oh, it would be crazy not to sign him now. And then we haven't heard anything. So is he back in the same situation? Does he want to fight again for, you know, very little money for Cage Warriors and hope that the UFC, you know, what does he have to do? Like, he's probably thinking, what do I have to do to in Cage Warriors to to get this UFC shot? Yeah, but he can't wait forever. So ugh. I think it would be a major blunder by the UFC to, to not take him. Um, it already has been, really. Um but yeah, he can't wait forever. And if there's a, if PFL are offering him, you know, big money and a shot in a million dollars, like, you know, he'd back himself. Like, obviously.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the damn. situation, like with his contract with Cage Warriors is. And I, I feel like someone's, maybe himself said he'd one more left In Cage Warriors But then If he's a champion In Cage Warriors Is that And now that one more Maybe I'm misremembering that Maybe maybe that's wrong But let's say that is the case And he wins the championship Like is there one of those Champions clauses Like I know there was this thing You couldn't You could only go to the UFC If you were a champion Yeah Yeah. But like is that the case When your contract is up as well Or would you have to Mm -hmm. wait it out I'm not too sure So maybe that's You know
1: maybe Yeah maybe You know, there can be uh, negotiations maybe that happened before the last fight that we don't know about. Maybe he has a different deal than most people, but I think historically anyway, you're right that it was just a a Zufa thing. You know, obviously, uh, you know, the kind of cage wars model is to get these fighters, build them up, make them popular, and then off they go to the UFC. So they probably... You know, not in a rush to, because the UFC just has so much name value to the you know the casual fan, and uh, yeah, I think, I hope, I hope you're wrong, but if the UFC aren't going to sign him, then like you know, what, what can you do? And PFL is definitely the second best option, especially if you can get into the, the tournament, as I said. So yeah, that's, it's it's um it would be disappointing if it came true for, for like personally (laughs) but you know paul hughes obviously it's going to come down to pretty soon this year it's going to come down to you know do i keep waiting or obviously this is this is uh Obviously, PFL like you know they're definitely going to want the money You know, yeah, like, be mad if they
0: didn't. I, I'm not sure how disappointed I'd actually be. Like, I think you'd have some really fun fights in PFL, and we could see him fighting in Ireland, and he could win a fucking 1000000 yeah. We'd like, like, I, don't, I'm, I think he could, be, he could like, he could be like he be a
1: big force in the UFC given given the chance. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. I think.
0: He absolutely could, but I don't know. Like, are you disappointed for Brennan Lachnan? I'm not disappointed for Brennan Lachnan. You know, he, he's had a great couple of years since he didn't get to the UFC. Like, I, I could absolutely see Paul Hughes doing a similar thing, but, you know. I'll, yeah, it was, when it
1: was Brennan Lachnan, you know, his his dream, he talked about a lot, was to be in the UFC and get back into the UFC and all that stuff, so, um, you know, things change. And if you are... If you were, if you were going to sign for PFL and be in a million dollar tournament, you, your your mindset's going to change quickly when you have the the side of the the million dollars only a few fights away. So, you know, it's, it'd be hard to say now if you were offered that and you're as skilled as Paul Hughes and you'd obviously back yourself to to win a tournament. So, yeah,
0: the move has to be made this year. I think is a big thing for Paul Hughes, whether it is. Going to PFL, signing a big contract, or going to the UFC, uh, it just has to be done this year. And uh, it, it, this is not a criticism Paul use by any means. He would have done it fucking two years ago, I'm sure, or longer even. But, you know, this is the year. Uh, right, number seven. You're not going to like with this one, Graham. I'd, I'd like to apologize to you before I read these six words out right now. Number seven. Michael Chandler knocks out Conor McGregor.
1: Ooh, you think so? I, I or you're just being bold.
0: I know. I do think so. May, you know, I, I think if I was being bold, I might say Conor McGregor knocks out Michael Chandler. To be honest, I. Do we have
1: <sighs> betting odds
0: anywhere yet? I'm sure we do. Let's uh, let's look yeah, it up. They're always on uh, our good friends over at Best Fight Odds. Uh, Conor McGregor. Oh, it's here, but the, the odds aren't there for some particular reason. Uh, maybe it's here Gosh. further down somewhere. Let's have a quick old gander. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh no, Conor McGregor, Mike Perry. Why the fuck is that there? There doesn't seem to be Oh Conor, kind of no. I I've I've now done that like three times thinking it's it exists, but uh there doesn't seem to be. It's all Dust and and I everything. thought, he, I, thought anyway. I saw
1: odds before where he was a slight favourite, but who I, I, Connor? Connor. Yeah. But mm. I can't see that now. If you click on the little kind of analytic thing there, yeah. It seems to be in july he was plus 110 and then at the end of october he was minus 130 and then it ends there for some reason
0: yeah maybe we'll be able to find it somewhere else but like i i just have a feeling that like connor went into tough and there was this thing like oh i'm gonna be in tough it is uh i'm getting back at it it's it's not. This is the time I'm going to get in for camp. Then I'm going to get in to my camp, and then I'm going to fight Michael Chandler. And that's going to be a year again before he actually gets into camp to actually fight Michael Chandler. That can't be good. Like that. Really, like it yeah. can't because he's been out for so long. How well, I think would,
1: like you know he's going to need like three months notice. You know what I mean? The fight's going to have to be set because once the fight's set, then the mindset completely changes. When when there's nothing set and it's just like, oh, well, it's in the future. You know, uh, he said it himself many times, like he, distractions, people pulling him in different directions, all that stuff. He just, can't, he, you know, it's, it's he 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 just can't keep the structure that he needs without a fight date. Yeah. So if he's given like six weeks, it's, a, you know, it's a big ass to go from, you know eating whatever he's eating and drinking and you know not living the fighter lifestyle uh, day in day out it's, it's if you have three months, I think you know obviously this is all well, if, like, the, it, if it. the leg if if the if the leg is yeah you know that's a big factor like uh, Joe rogan I saw like a, a clip on YouTube and Joe Rogan was talking about it how like you know no, no fighters ever come back from being as good from as they were before from an injury that bad and there hasn't been that many of them but like if you look at Chris Weidman maybe there's a few you know obviously the the much talked about Rockhold fight with the Herb Dean not stopping it definitely affected him but the leg break definitely the problem. With, yeah, so I, I, would, him. I know Chris Weidman had yeah. complications and had a re-surgery and stuff it's it's worse and you know people like Corey Hill were never you know really the thing about Connor, though the, right? Right.
0: the first parry fight he didn't look amazing Got knocked out. The second party I fight, he did look amazing. It was, they were all kind of competitive, but didn't didn't look amazing. Got his leg broken and that's gonna be fucking three years or two and a half years whatever it might be until he fights again like that's a problem if it was yeah. McGregor after beating Aldo he broke his leg and it was, he was out for a year they could say okay we can expect Connor to come back it's going to be really tough but at a high level he hasn't fought at a high level in five years like at a high winning level and that, like it's not that he doesn't have it in him it's not that it's not possible but I think it'll take like two or three fights two or three camps to get back to the level to yeah. fight at the very very like, up, I, 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 I
1: think you can definitely make a, a much better argument for uh Chandler beats Connor, but I just think matchup the much up and the if it's gonna be a striking if there's gonna be much striking going on. I think just, Chandler's just so hittable and he's just he's just way levels below and terms of like distance control and just everything on the feet. Um
0: at, at his oh. at his best at his best and at Connor's best, absolutely, but Connor can just this is my thinking. Connor can't be anywhere near his best. That's my only thinking. It's like it's not like you know, we always talked about Connor and Tony or, you know, Tony and Habib and all. It's nothing got to do with their actual levels itself. It's like the time ton- well it's nothing to do with their levels themselves at their very best. It's about the timing, it's about the matchup, it's about their who they're actually fighting. Like McGregor versus Chandler at their very best. As I said, McGregor, no problem. I think. Same with Tony and a lot of other people. But Connor versus Chandler now. Is is an issue, a massive issue. I think just before we move on to Benton, minus 130, Chandler opened that plus 110, Connor, and in a move to Connor, was you were right, he was the favorite of minus 130 and plus 110 for Chandler. It's
1: basically swinging slightly either way, yeah, that's a, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, definitely, there's definitely loads of questions around it, like the, the leg, the timeout uh all that stuff. Can he, you know, does he want it the same way? Is he willing to put in the you know, live the the martial arts lifestyle or whatever and, and put in the work? But uh, you know, if he if he is and if he does and if he gets into great shape then I think he probably knocks out Chandler in the first round. But there's definitely a lot of things that need to be done to to get to the position to that position. You know uh, for most fighters getting through you know getting into shape getting into a camp and not being distracted and pulled away by other other people trying to get you to do things or other business things or you know things like that obviously uh, there's a lot going on and uh, he's, he's already done it all he's already really rich and stuff all that stuff but in my mind i think if he comes back you know he's 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 not going to want to, you know, if he, because he broke his leg and, you know, was sitting there in the gauge. And it was, he wants to, if he comes back, he's going to want to kind of set the record straight. And I think he's going to put in the camp, but maybe that's hopeful thinking and it definitely could go off the rails you know we've yeah
0: there's a lot of nonsense going on in his life as well like documentaries and with whiskeys and with stouts and with presidential runs and all of this stuff and it's very it's very easy for me or you to say oh well look leave all of that to one side for three months for a camp not that easy when you're you know when you are the head of all of those things
1: you know he does though when he went like I think he would like come up with a structure and like move himself away from from like you know to a somewhere isolated and do it yeah. that way because <laughs> then you're kind of away from all the distractions and you know change your number and all that stuff that he's that he's done in the past for camps and um yeah like you'd hope that if he was going to come back he's going to come back to kind of prove he can still do it and to prove that the leg break hasn't you know destroyed him and all that stuff and you'd, you'd hope he'd be motivated but yeah, at the same time you, ne- you never know so yeah I think I think like. If we see the shape he's in and you know I'll have some some um, knowledge that, that other people won't have from watching spars and stuff uh, to be
0: fair though you usually and, do know like in fairness like you usually do know and uh, yeah it's you know I wonder how many people do know, like not just with Connor, but with Chandra, with fucking Tom Aspen with John Jones. You see him in camp, and you see the rep performing. Like people are not fucking idiots. Like they know how good these people are, and it just that's a part of it as well. Because let's say Connor comes back. And he looks fucking phenomenal in camp. Like the people are going to be bouncing, and that's going to actually make him better. But if he comes back and he looks sluggish, and there's lads out striking him, and it's like, oh gee, like, and not just that, and I'll say it again, not just Connor, but like Chandler, whoever it might be, Tony Ferguson, people that did, you know, the, the, uh, the far into their career or their prime even. Yeah, That's well, I'm sure they're watching ridiculous.
1: Chris Wyman and camping like this guy is a shell of his fucking self. Yeah, so,
0: 100%, you know I mean? 100%. Right, we better move on because we'll fucking spend five hours talking about Conor McGregor. Uh, number eight. I've, I almost forgot what we were doing the Tony to, Ball predictions. Uh, Tom Aspinall fights for the interim heavyweight title twice. Um, I definitely think he'd fight for it once because if you're mm, Tom Aspinall, yeah. you know, John Cavanaugh made this point as well. You're asking him to sit out for like a year are longer Like John Jones Is going to be out for Eight, nine months maybe Then he's going to fight Stipe
1: If Stipe says fit And if, if John says yes. fit In other ways And if Yeah It's exactly. <laughs> MMA
0: Like you know exactly.
1: to, We're going to do this in a year Is like okay yeah. And they're
0: not going to strip John Jones very easily either Like so I, I think he'll definitely Fight once and then what happens with Jones? Oh, I actually can not come back in December. I'm gonna come back in March of next year. Like, is Aspen gonna sit over there? he gonna say, "Oh, well, fuck you. Give me a fight in January," and they'll have another interim fight. They're not gonna strip John Jones. I don't think. That's Has there ever been
1: two interim defenses? No.
0: Uh, Hinenborough, maybe. I think Hinenborough had had uh, uh, the title yeah. for a while. Maybe but he did two, too, but it? he had he had a couple anyway. I'm pretty sure he had one or one or two. I would say so. That's my prediction. Anyway, that's it. Um, number nine. I, I actually like. I hope this one happens. PFL purchase Invicta FC to run as a series of women's tournaments. I think I think that'll be really good for women's MMA. I think it'd be really good for MMA in general. I think it'd be great for mm-hmm. Invicta, and I think it'd be good for PFL too. What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, like. Um it'd be kind of sad if Victor kind of went away it's been around for a long time but I don't know you know how profitable it is and um, yeah I think obviously it'd be it'd be good for these girls to have a chance at you know a million dollar tournament and, and all that stuff but yeah it'd be, it'd be sad if kind of Victor was gone well, I suppose you know that's the that's the way of MMA. <laughs> yeah, they all get swallowed up in, in the end. Um, I don't think
0: it would go away. Like I think they, I think Invicta definitely has name value and I think what PFL are doing are, are is having like feeder leagues. Like PFL Europe is a feeder league to the PFL. Like if Invicta was a feeder league to the PFL women's divisions at the very top, I think that that could be fantastic. And I think Shannon Knapp and Julie Kedzie and, and the crew there would actually be really good at doing that, to be honest. Like, they did that for the yeah. UFC for ages and Thrive. Now they're... Well, like, if PFL tougher. wanted
1: to do those tournament, they'd probably just go to the PFL fighters they want, or the Invicta fighters they, they want and say to them, here, we're going to have a tournament next year. Do you want to be in it? And yeah. Shannon Knapp seems like the kind of person who wouldn't stand in the way of somebody having a shot of the million. You know what I mean? She seems That's to, fair, yeah. from, from all accounts, seems to be kind of, you know, and have the best intentions as much as you can <laughs> as a promoter.
0: Yeah, you, uh, you've, you've torn yeah. holes in my prediction there. <laughs> but uh yeah, I you're you're probably right. But that's kinda of sad as well, because maybe that could be the final nail in the coffin of Invicta. You know, they have struggled it seems over the last while, and that's that's kinda of sad. But I, I'm kinda of hoping PFL give them new life. Um right, next one. Two Nurmagomedovs hold major MMA titles at the same time
1: well there is about 55 of them so uh,
0: there's none of them them uh, at the moment or no they do sorry no actually do that Islam he wasn't stripped he uh, wasn't stripped yeah so you have Umar you had there's a few there's a few of them there maybe Habib coming back as well you know you'd never know Habib coming back
1: <laughs> he looked really big the last <laughs> time I saw <was> him
0: <laughs> whoever retires no one ever retires in mixed martial arts like I feel like at 170 right the, the reason he never went to 170 was Usman was there. He didn't want to fight him. And like, Shemaev has gone up as well. He's no longer at 170. Like if Bilal, let's say Bilal doesn't win and he's not with Ali. Like the, all the Ali kind of clients are gone in from the 170 market. You, what are you left with? Colby and Edwards and, you know, Ian Gary and a few more. Like, I don't know. I feel like there might be a bit of an opening there for Habib to kind of jump back in there. But we'll see. We'll see on that one. Um but yeah, we leave it. Here's the next one, Graham, and, and you can tell me who this might be. Two Irish fighters hold major MMA titles at the same time. What do you think?
1: At the same time? So we're talking major as in UFC, PFL, and... Bellator. Bellator, so brand. Cage Warriors. 1FC. okay, Warriors included.
0: KSW, Octagon, PFL Europe. <laughs> 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 I'd be arguing all of these next year.
1: Yeah, <laughs> major MA promotions. Like, um, yeah, yeah. Octagon. See, the um, thing is, right? Octagon yeah. seemed to be kind of trying to go go a bit Irish from the what what was it called? The Octagon TV show.
0: It did. Yeah, the, it was good actually, the one on YouTube. But also, like you know, when there was a lot of the talk about PFL signing Irish people. Like Octagon have made a play for a good few Irish people and have signed a good few Irish people like over the last while, so that's going to make it tougher as well. Like, but um, it it felt like you know we we were arguing earlier on about the Cage Warriors Irish champions, um, and it feels like all the lads who were on the precipice actually got the titles and kind of moved on. There is there are a few left, and there's actually one prediction coming down the line, so I I leave that one for a second. So like,
1: but, if if Paul Hughes was to defend it, would that be winning a title?
0: Oh, yeah. I, I said two. Um, okay, here I, I actually didn't even realize this, but I have this word as well. Two Irish fighters hold major MMA oh, okay. titles at the same time. So if next week, uh, actually, may, may, you know, this might have already happened. Like uh, we were recording this before the UFC two nine six. Let's say, uh, um, Colby Covington misses weight. Ian Gary makes one seventy, fights Edwards, beats him. <laughs> then this has already come true. You know. Imagine if that fucking happened. Imagine how much of a genius I would fucking look right now without, <laughs> even, without even
1: knowing it. Well, I mean, it's your predictions. Yeah, I suppose it would hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There you go. Okay. Um, number 12. This is outside the the, the cage. So maybe this one rock work. The UFC splits broadcast rights between two or more broadcasting outlets. So this is also one now. This is an. Uh, in,
1: in, a, in a particular country.
0: Um but it's already like several you know. Yeah that's a good point uh, <laughs> Maybe i leave that Ambiguous as well so I can argue uh, we'll, we'll go with American but also This I I think it's up in 2025 But this will be announced in 2024 I think so This will be like the announcement Has been made and uh, we're going there So just keep that So UFC splits Broadcast rights between two or more broadcasting outlets. So let's say the UFC I will
1: announce splitting yeah, uh, okay. split rights or whatever.
0: Okay, okay. So do you think that could happen?
1: Um <sighs> I think it's unlikely. I think it, like it could happen. I think, you know, if if they don't get the deal they want from ESPN and and you know, there's an offer from, from elsewhere of, you know, two other major broadcasters looking to looking to do it it could happen but i think you know it could change on a dime but i think from dana seems happy with pfl and or with espn sorry and getting five hundred thousand pay pay-per-view buy money per pay-per-view no matter what it does is a pretty good deal considering some of the some of the recent the uh, reason recent pay-per-views um i think it's unlikely but i think it's 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 possible
0: Like, I could see... Say say the way um, One Championship have done it where they do, like, the 12 shows a year on Amazon. Maybe it wouldn't be that many, but let's say there could be UFC on Amazon or UFC on Disney Plus or something like that. And I know Disney Plus and, and ESPN are kind of one the same, but something like that where they do like these special four times a year events or so, something, or maybe... supposed to be live from the apex. In, Amazon <laughs> presents UFC. Um, but like, if you think about it, right, like the Premier League, BT Sports, um... Uh, sorry, TNT Sports, Sky Sports, all, also you know the highlights in the BBC and all that. You look at the, the NFL; they're split. I think between like someone, someone said the other day. CBS se- Fox, yeah, CBS seven BN, different places. Like, like WWE, the same. They have split. They have three different places now, and they're all. I think they're split between maybe two different places with with another one to be announced. So, I think the UFC, like the ufc i think would be stupid not to do it or not to try to do it now maybe espn will offer them enough money not to do it and maybe they'll want it exclusive and you know all that but uh, i think now especially with tko with wwe the way they have done it i think the ufc will uh, yeah. you know
1: well they have the ins, you know as you said with wwe they, do, yeah. they, they have the contacts and um i'm sure like we've mentioned in the past live sport is basically the only thing that people well, kind of appointment T V to watch live and not just all oh, I'll watch it back later or whatever. So yeah, it does make a lot of sense that they that they would try to do that and um it would make a lot of sense that networks would be interested. I think, you know, ESPN will be will be desperate to hold on to them. maybe the fact that they're getting PFL in there now might indicate that they're not so sure that they're going to be able to secure the UFC going forward.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, that's a great point, actually. I never even thought of that. Yeah, that is a great point. Uh, number 13, Tom Breeze wins a PFL tournament. So, he's qualified for...
1: European tournament or a PFL no, tournament? No,
0: he's qualified for the... Yeah, <laughs> we should probably know this, considering we were both sitting at the fight, but he's qualified for the 205 pound tournament for next year, the global tournament. Um... I also, like, here is my thinking behind that. I think he's better than almost all of the guys that were in it last year, like Martin Hamlet, Joshua Silvera, and a few of them. But also, like, they said they're doing this um, champion versus champion thing, so it's going to be Nimkov versus Imbekasang and I uh, in like, a lot of February. Guys in yeah, yeah. Them lads are not going to be able to get into the tournament, I don't think. So, like, there, there isn't that much um, strength and depth at 2.05. If you take away two of the best fighters you're putting in there, that leaves us even less. And if Tom L- Breeze, Linton Vassell Vassel,
1: people like that from are they still with he's Bellator? A, he's a
0: heavyweight now, Linton Vassell Yeah, so.
1: Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: but and Ryan Bader's mm-hmm. up at heavyweight, so you know maybe he likes a Carl Moore and others. But will they? Will they? Maybe just stay, will they be in Bellator fighting for the Bellator title? Who knows? So um, I think he's a great I Like Tom Breeze, if he fights at his absolute best, he's fucking yeah. like, some fighter, like isn't he?
1: absolutely like we were kind of talking about it last week the the technical ability is all there like the the skills like he can do it all and he can do it all dominantly against a lot of guys it seems to be like the kind of the head game and you know being in a tournament you know uh, with a million dollars on the line there, there might be some pressure there i'm not exactly sure what the what the like the kind of problems are but if he can get it together like he would probably be yeah one of them, like obviously not knowing who's in the tournament but he'd be a uh, definitely a handful for for anybody i can think of that they that they could get into the tournament and you know i'd probably pick him as a favorite over over a lot of them but you know injuries and you know other things as i mentioned have have held him back in the past and could rear their head again and um but yeah 205s are some big guys there as well you know you can hit with one big punch you can change everything but Tom Breeze is you know he's very very good on the feet you know he's he's very very good all around and some of these guys at 205 that maybe aren't the aren't the upper echelon you know aren't the champions or top contenders aren't sometimes the heavier heavier guys aren't too well rounded like like Tom <laughs> Breeze is and don't have like you know Tom Breeze could probably you know a lot of these guys they might have like real big power but their wrestling might not be great or the grappling might not be great and depending on the tournament bracket and all that stuff yeah he'd, he'd definitely be one of if not the favourite Uh, obviously not knowing the the rest of the, the fighters that potentially yeah, be in that,
0: the that is a bold prediction I feel like because I feel like those tournaments will be strong next year but we'll see on that but um, I've number that was number thirteen. I'm actually going to skip to number sixteen because it's a similar. On right, I'm going to go with Lazy King to win a PFL tournament. It's Abdul Abdul Rahimov, who was absolutely fantastic last year, uh, knee bars comebacks and everything. I just feel like he's really good, and I think they're going to put him in a tournament, and I think he's going to win as well. So I'll just throw that one in there, and we move on. Number fourteen, Graham. UFC implies a new matchmaker. Now, this one. <laughs>
1: we've been calling for this yeah. <laughs> for how many years they I, I, need this badly
0: I'll break the four wall here because this one was a different prediction until about two hours ago uh, because I had in here Mike Hogan became the new UFC matchmaker but Mike Hogan signed with BFL, um, and that so that's not going to happen but I, I think the UFC will bring in someone new I think they need it I think they have too many fighters um, yeah, I'm surprised they
1: haven't know. done it already but the fact that they haven't done it already and uh, yeah, I, I I hope that one's that one's right, but uh, you get a sneaky feeling that it might not be. Uh, if it hasn't happened, you know, in the last however many years since they since they went from like a card every three weeks to a card every week, uh, they, they've needed it. They added loads of weight classes that they used to have ten, fifteen years ago, and still just two matchmakers. So uh, it definitely makes sense, and they definitely need one another one. But
0: uh, what, about, what about Scott Coker? Bring him in as a matchmaker. I don't
1: know how many was he invo- that involved in matchmaking, and I was. I don't know if he has the personality to be like a rootless, yeah, absolute wanker when he needs to be. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I, Hogan would have been the man, but I think BFL were smart to get him, and they've they've got a uh, CJ Tuttle as well, which is great. Um, they announced him as also well, you know, himself and Danny were the two main guys. I believe you know that that Danny won't be. Uh, Coming on with PFL, but uh, CJ is very good, so that's that's very good for them. But yeah, I feel like USC need a new matchmaker, and I think uh, that'd be the job. Right, fifteen. We'll move through these because we'll spend five hours doing it otherwise. Francis who I had to have one about him. He. Uh, my prediction is he loses a boxing bout and an MMA fight. Oof. Mm.
1: When are they talk? When is when is the talk of of his next outing? So
0: like. Tyson Fury and Usyk are boxing at the start. I think January is it February maybe. So you would mm. think that you know summertime. maybe summertime there will be talks of him whether it's a Wilder or a Joshua or maybe a rematch. Like I think Fury will probably look for a rematch with Ingunu after. Although he he has a rematch clause, doesn't he against Usyk? Maybe that's not possible. But you know maybe maybe mm-hmm. if you know, I don't know I I, I don't know I, I just I feel like Ingunu. Can't sit around who's, for this whole year. Who's gonna beat him
1: in PFL? They'd have to.
0: In and for here, like I, 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 don't think Francis. Think is, so? Yeah, like Francis. He hasn't fought in MMA in, what, two and a half years or something like that. His knee was fucked the last time he fought. Like, yeah. I think it's easier to get around in boxing with a bad knee than it is in MMA. You know, Fahey is an absolute beast. But also, like, who's going to win the tournament next year? Like, who's going to be there as a heavyweight? Could it be, like, a really good wrestler? good Ryan, ba- like Ryan Bader? You know, he's not a bad fighter, a very good wrestler yeah. and all that, you know? So, and it's possible, like. Bold, yeah, but possible.
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah. to lo- Like, even to fight, in MMA and have a bout in boxing is probably I probably think won't happen. So to lose both of them I probably you know even more unlikely. So definitely bold.
0: Indeed. Uh sixteen was Lazy King. Seventeen. Here's seventeen grandma I, I talked about a little bit earlier on. James Sheehan wins the Cage Warriors welterweight title. I feel like this is a year for team right now for James Sheehan to kick on. He won his last fight, looked very good. Uh that welterweight you know that patch is kind of open for, for him now to go through with Oban yeah. gone after beating him Reese, gone Ian Gary gone type of thing
1: I think it makes sense that he gets a title shot and you know I think he's, he's a very difficult matchup for, for anybody in that division you know um,
0: might have been a bit easier if O'Meal Brown had won because he's a win over O'Meal Brown but obviously O'Meal lost so yeah but if
1: they have it, they they announced was it April or am I getting it wrong yeah 6th
0: of April 6th um, yeah. of
1: April they announced for Dublin so it would make sense to have Absolutely. James Sheehan and yeah. a title fight there headliner you know, maybe and, yeah
0: Dublin guy and, as well
1: and he's and he's a very tough guy to beat I, I could, yeah um, yeah that, that's it's, it's definitely bold because there's a lot of moving parts in MMA but I think there's pretty decent chance of that happening
0: yeah very good uh, number 18 a UFC champion will leave the UFC while champion So, Mm -hmm. that can be interpreted many different ways. (laughs) That was a part of my thinking. So, you know...
1: If they retire and then come back a few weeks later and say they're not retired, would that count as... It
0: would, would, yeah, I'd argue it. But if they, let's say they retired in December and we're recording the podcast next year in December, then it definitely counts, like... Yeah. So...
1: So you're thinking Jones, maybe, might my retire? Maybe,
0: maybe Jones, yeah. Um, but also, like, I wonder, with this lawsuit, with things that come out of it, would it be easier or different... For champions And their ability To get out of it Now I know it's Up until 2017 Different things But like You're, you're looking at is there, any, is there any champions There that haven't Fought in a while That might be You know Doing the this, this sunshine thing Or whatever
1: uh, The sunshine I think I that's know. I'm, that I'm not really sure, sure But you know? yeah I think it might be gone I think that was temporary Yeah I think they might have Closed it because of The Francis uh, Shevshinko another,
0: another possibility Like she could win Back the title And then maybe retire yeah. um, There
1: could be Injunctive relief And they could Be ordered by the court To have of only one or two year deals or whatever, um, and the court case is due to happen soon. And uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how quick changes would we'll be expected. Yeah,
0: someone could get cut as well. Someone could, you never know what would happen, you know. Someone
1: might leave as left. champion, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, like they're, they're they go while they have the bell. Like I, I could say, maybe they could get stripped simultaneously. But I think that it's you know that it still counts.
1: Yeah, 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 that would there count. You. Yeah, um, I think Jones is the best bet, but
0: Jones probably. Yeah, I think Jones. Will he is, even
1: fight?
0: Or Stipe, if he wants to beat Jones? Maybe you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, right. Nineteen. Nineteen is another kind of ambiguous one, but I made this ambiguous because I of you basically that you did. <laughs> yeah, you'd give up. So nineteen. Dana White has a major professional disagreement with TKO. Now, how is that going to <laughs> um, <laughs> That could be Danaway uh, leaving. That could be TKO sacking him. That could be someone trying to overstep his mark and him giving out about it and, you know, talking in the media. That could be any of those things. Him
1: just things. bitching about somebody who's above him.
0: Yes. That's kind of already happened, to be honest. But yeah. I think I, 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 I've been a snagging, nagging feeling that this Dana White have like a he could easily
1: call somebody a goof at any moment so absolutely like. <laughs> it can only
0: last so long like I already last year predicted he'd go but it can only last so long especially you now with Vince McMahon in the mix as well and Mark Shapiro and all these people saying things you know I just I, f- I feel I feel like something is a brune with Dana White like I, I predicted last year Dana White to be gone from the UFC do you know what I was going to do it again this year but I, I said I'd make it a little bit more ambiguous so there you go and uh, the last one Might be the biggest one Might be the boldest one Graham Number 20 I have a lot of PFL ones But here's another one PFL Purchase One championship Big one
1: uh, Yeah I, I I, don't think that's going to happen
0: I don't either <laughs> I wrote this before The Sky Sports deal And I do think yeah. the I, was like, I was like what? Uh, I was like I can't think of another one I'm going to go with that one like PFL, do seem to be like going f- hell for leather, going full at it. There are large rumors that one championship are like struggling badly. Like how much are Sky Sports actually paying them? You know, it would garner not a whole lot considering Sky Sports don't really want MMA or seemingly didn't want MMA for a long time. Maybe, maybe no, maybe that's not. That's pure speculation for me. Like, but um, if that's not the game changer that maybe we think it could be. Didn't nothing which was really changed, you know. Mike Hogan talked about him going out of business, you know. Would would PFL like to sign one championship and start like PFL Asia or whatever? Maybe you know out of it. I could see that happening. Could see that mm. happening.
1: Yeah, well, I don't see it happening, but yeah, I it, it didn't really make sense for me for PFL to buy Bellator yeah, but it made makes more sense than for them to buy one championship at this stage so yeah uh, you never know in MMA but I think that one is is more out there than the other ones especially as you said
0: Bald Bald indeed Alright yeah, exactly. that is it 20 ball predictions well, i run through them just very quickly before we go 1 Lee defeats Zufa 2 PFL discontinues the Bellator brand 3 MVP signs for DOC 4 MVP headlines the Irish card 5 uh, Brian Sands signs on as PFL executive. Six, Paul Hugh signs a PFL. Seven, Conor McGregor knocks out... Sorry, Michael Chandler knocks out Conor McGregor. Eight, uh, 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 that might have been a... Uh, 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 what's the, the thing? A Friday incident, yeah. maybe. Um, number eight, Tom Asmall fights for the interim title twice. Uh, nine, PFL, purchasing Victor to run a series of women's tournaments. Ten, Umar... Uh, sorry, Two Numragamedovs hold major mma titles at the same time. Eleven Eleven two Irish fighters hold major mma titles at the same time. Twelve ufc announced split broadcast rights between two or more broadcasting outlets. Thirteen Tom breeze wins a pfl tournament. Fourteen ufc implies a new matchmaker. Fifteen francis ingano loses a boxing bout and an mma fight. Uh, and I've ordered that boxing bout and mma fight just to please you, Doug. Sixteen <laughs> francis sorry uh, lazy king wins a pfl tournament. Seventeen james sheehan wins cage warriors welterweight title. 18, a UFC champion will leave the UFC wild champion. 19, Dana White as a major professional disagreement with TKO. And 20, PFL purchase one championship. There you go. Have you any ball prediction for the year, Graham? Come on, you, you never throw out a ball prediction. What, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think... You
1: know, ball prediction on the spot. Um, is
0: is McGregor going to become champion? Is Ian Gary going to become champion? Is Paul Hughes going to be ranked? Is you know is Dublin is UFC Dublin going to come back? Is well you know anything? Come on, my
1: ball prediction is UFC doesn't come to Dublin. Matthew.
0: Oh, ho, 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 I don't I don't know how bold that is. I don't know how bold ever. Yeah, you could be right. That is a pretty bold prediction because like they, keep, they, they are always, keep saying that it is coming back. So if they don't come back, I think it will be a bit shitty. So I think you're right. That's fair. That's a good, it's not a bad bold prediction. So, all right, we leave it there. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Thank you, Graham, for joining me and Rowan, as always. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you all next year. Good luck.